Welcome to the Seven Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph, and today I have with me one of the best makeup artists in the game. Definitely one of the best I know. As a photographer, I can tell you I've met plenty of them, so you can trust my word for it. Um, check her out, though. I'll leave the link in the bio. Her work speaks for itself. I don't really don't have to say much. Also, if you've been listening from episode one, you probably noticed I'm finally getting a little bit more comfortable with speaking. I'm not 100% there, but it just goes to show you that you can do it too. Like this podcast thing isn't just for extroverts or however you however you feel. Um, but let me shut up and let her speak. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, hey, y'all. <laughs> My name's Amira. Um, I'm originally um, from Maryland, but right now I reside in North Carolina. And I've been doing, well, I'm a cosmetologist, but my main, I stick to makeup. So I've been doing makeup for eight years, but I've been in business with myself for four years. So, and I specialize mainly in soft lamb, um, wedding, pretty much anything except for like Halloween looks. (laughs) okay okay so when did you start doing makeup um i started eight years ago so it was totally by accident so i had this big plan i initially so i either i never truly like you know when children be like i want to be like an astronaut or whatever Mm. mine i wanted to either be a model or i wanted to be a lawyer but Mm. um (laughs) going to school was not my forte so I went to cosmetology school in hopes that maybe I would be able to connect with like some type of fashion designer or some type of like basically be behind stage doing hair and then they'll be like oh you need to be on the runway so when I actually started cosmetology school that's when I was um greeted to makeup and then I was like wow I'm actually kind of good at this I like this so I stuck with it so it's been eight years since I've been doing makeup damn eight years that's about that's almost about the same time I've been in photography so yeah I'm pretty sure um that experience goes a long way especially when it comes to like charging people and people don't understand the time that you put in for it like when you give them a price and they think they're being overcharged but there's value in like your experience and people don't understand that oh yeah people always got something to say about pricing Mm -hmm. for sure for sure do you consider like what you do a passion is it like something matter of fact let me let me ask you what does um passion mean to you Mm, that is a good question um to me it's more so about something that you like but something you just don't consider is like a hassle. Like passion is just something that you love, you enjoy to do, or like you just love or enjoy to be around. Like mm-hmm. it's just something that like you don't necessarily like get tired of. Like it's just it fuels you. It just gives you energy, love. It's just something like I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I see it. <laughs> I see um, passion. I see it as something that you love to do, but like 
is you love it so much that if you was to walk away from it right now, it wouldn't feel right because it's just stuck it's like in you, like in your DNA at this point. So like that's what I've considered yeah. passion. Yeah, like completes you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree. Do you feel like there's too much competition in the makeup industry? Like, do you think it's watered down or there's money in it for everyone? Um, I do. I definitely believe there's enough money for everyone. We're in like the type of stage in life where it's like there's more um, women wearing makeup versus women who aren't wearing makeup. So I definitely do feel as though there actually needs to be more makeup artists. Well, more passionate, good makeup artists, because there are makeup artists out there who see it as like an income and don't necessarily have the talent or have the passion for it. And they're just doing it for the money. And that definitely stands out in their work. But I don't think the market is oversaturated. I, um, as far as like competition, I do wish like in the makeup community, well, just in the beauty community in general, that women were able to like, just get along better as far as like because we're all (laughs) there's enough people here for all of us so it's very easy to like network and just get the money together but for some women a lot of women really it's hard to like I guess just put that to the side and just network with people so it is kind of hard to for me, once you have, in my experience, once you have like a good one or two girls like that are willing to network, like that's your family because it's hard to get anywhere above the two. Just in my experience, it's just people always, they're either trying to leech or they're just like in unnecessary competition. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, who are some um, some of the big names that you've worked with? Um, are you asking like, like as far as like big name makeup artists or just big name like celebrities? Both. Um, to, I haven't really, well, shoot, to me, like other local makeup artists, they're big to me. Um, just being able to want to work with me, that's, um, that's an honor. So, um, basically anybody in the area. But as far as like celebrities, I've done um, Cardi B's makeup before. I've mm. done Tokyo's Jet makeup before. I've done Johnny Blaze, Dream Doll, um, Little Mo. Who else? Mm. I think I think that might be that might be from what I remember. Are those like the um? The, like when you did those were you like yeah it's time to up my my price to be honest um prior to doing all this like it was a goal to be like a celebrity a quote-unquote celebrity um makeup artist but actually doing celebrities is what actually made me reconsider wanting to be a celebrity makeup artist just because um it goes it's a lot that goes into being a celebrity makeup artist for one you have um I don't know I like I do what I do just because I love the reaction that people give me whenever I'm able to provide something for them like this is some 
I'm providing a service for them and essentially they're providing a service for me because they're allowing me to fulfill something. So when it comes to celebrities, it's kind of, it's to me, it's very transactional and I don't really like, um, for, in my experience, and I know it's not all of the celebrities, it was very like, you need me, I don't need you. So it was just kind of like, <laughs> you shoot. It was just, I don't know. It wasn't worthwhile to me. So that's why I like doing people like myself more versus celebrities. I feel you. I mean, you never know who's going to blow up in, uh, in the industry nowadays. So like, you you treat all your customers the same to be honest like it's part of the business like it's a customer service yeah. that keeps them coming back and that's that's better on you anyways like they come back and like it's like a reoccurring customer and it's like like you said they become a family definitely so yeah it's hard to i guess because it's just it's a celebrity and they're always on the go and you don't really have time to connect with them I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like connecting with people that sit in my chair. It just makes it makes the job easier. It makes it worthwhile. And it just makes it allows me to get comfortable because I don't like doing anything that makes me uncomfortable. I feel you. So like you be having like like dope conversation um like a like a barbershop, you be having conversations with them while you be doing the makeup. Yeah. Well, my regular clients, yes. But when you're on the, like, when you're doing, like, celebrity makeup, you don't have time for to do any of that. It's more so of, like, okay, so they come into town, and usually um, it's their manager or whoever's in charge of, like, reaching out to people. They reach out to you. So you're basically on standby waiting for them to come into town or to get ready. So sometimes they could be running late. And if they run late, that's more so on you because now you only have like, say like 30, 20 minutes to do their face. And like, that's very possible, but it's also very nerve wracking because not only you have 20, 30 minutes to do their face, but the hairstylist has 20, 30 minutes to do their head. So you have someone doing their hair while you're doing their face. And it's like, you're tagging <laughs> someone and it's a lot going on and it's also, so there's not really like you can't really have time to sit there. So how was your day? <laughs> because they're <laughs> too busy trying to get ready. And then not only that, it's like they're also in their phone. So you have someone doing their hair, someone them on their phone. You're trying to do their face. It's just too much going on that I just rather just do. I have an hour <laughs> to do a client of regular people just like me and we're able to talk and it's not rushed and we're able to connect. So I enjoy yes. that a lot better. I understand you completely because when I have a, a photo shoot booked and we have this set time, I hate being rushed. Like I don't like being rushed. I don't like mm-hmm. feeling rushed because like then I don't feel like I'm going to get the best shots I'm going to get and the vibe is off and I'm just not in it so exactly it affects your work Mm -hmm. and they don't understand that they just like you're the photographer or like your case you're the makeup artist so this is what you do so if you're so good at it just do it you know yeah people be rude that understanding like dang for sure like um when you're doing your clients the one that you connect with do you be listening to music when you um do makeup what kind of music you listen to yeah so I definitely want to play music because I know sometimes not everyone likes to talk 
So I know mm-hmm. and getting your makeup done, it's like a facial. So it's very like it's just someone massaging your face. So mm-hmm. people can fall asleep. So I usually play like smooth jazz or I usually play like, you know, when you go to the spa and you hear like that music and they're playing like um sound bowls and mm-hmm. um like water rain sounds and stuff like that. So I usually yeah. play that. So that they're they're just relaxed because I know well I noticed when when I first started I would always play like music that I listen to and I listen to like trap so mm-hmm. I would always play like trap and for one not everyone likes trap like some people don't like swearing some people don't like all the vulgar stuff that they be saying in trap mm-hmm. so I noticed like it would affect the client. Like the client wouldn't be in tune. The client wouldn't like it that much. And then also sometimes I would get the person who would like it and they would be too turned in the chair. Like I'm trying to like, (laughs) like I'm trying to do your makeup and you turned up. So it's kind of like the smooth jazz and the rain sounds. That's something everyone like. That's something calming for everyone. So I definitely, music really does impact on how, your mood everything yeah i feel like our fields like tie into each other because like we kind of do the same thing we do that we, we do with customer service like in my case I, I listen to music too when i'm doing a photo shoot because like i like to be in the mood i like the, the vibe to be right and like most of my shoots i like the music to like tie into the shoot so that when i'm editing pictures it helps me edit it goes a long way so like the vibe is everything to be honest for me yeah and i'm sure when you do your shoots like the music makes them comfortable too mm-hmm. so because you, you can always tell when someone's uncomfortable <laughs> in photos so you yeah. definitely want to make them comfortable and the music oh, does yeah. that for sure i i usually ask them what they um want to listen to and then like i'll play something and then i'll like create like a, a radio station off of that and then like, it just flows so it yeah. makes the job a lot, a lot easier does anyone um influence you? Like um like who influences you? Like any makeup artists or anyone outside the the field? I don't know if it's bad to say, but I don't really have like a makeup artist in the field that like influences me. Of course mm-hmm. I see other um women doing what I'm doing and they're like actually like really good and they got brands out and like products and stuff like that and that makes me super happy to see mm-hmm. but as far as like look at them and be like I want to be that it's kind of, I don't really have um, that's nothing wrong with that it's just that just goes to show like you're focused in on your work you love what you do you love how your work is like you're confident in your work so like there's no reason to like be looking at somebody else's work and be like, I want to be like that. I mean, you can always get like pointers or like ideas, but it's nothing like influence you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Cause there are people that I see and then be like, oh, I don't do that when I do, like, you just taught me something. So I have no problem giving credit when due or seeing when someone is better than me. But as far as, like, I look up to that person, you influence me, I don't think I have a go-to, at least not at this moment. When mm-hmm. I was, when I first started, it was definitely, um, uh, who was it? 
God, I forget her name. She used to do um, Nicki Minaj's makeup. And um, I was really like, because she had started saying, I can't remember her name. But if I could remember her name, I definitely would give her credit. Um, because she would talk about how she first started off as like working in the strip club, not actually being a dancer, but doing um, the strip club, the strippers makeup, the dancers makeup. And I actually did that at one point. Um, it didn't, it wasn't as beneficial as hers, mainly because the area that I'm in, it wasn't a lot of strip um, clubs. And also it wasn't, um, the girls didn't feel the need. It wasn't mandatory for them to get their makeup done. So that also played a part in why it wasn't um, very beneficial for me. But definitely hearing her story, her going through the strippers and then her just reaching out to like people trying to get her name out there. That definitely was um, an influence and inspiring to me. If I can remember her name, but that was when I first started. I feel you. I actually thought about doing makeup myself, like um, learning how to do it and stuff. But I was like, in a sense, I feel like it's too much because, like, I charge a decent amount for photography and um, to add on, a, like, the makeup um, service and then, like, to charge that on top of it. I I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, being, like, not confident in myself, but, like, charging people too yeah. much, I feel like I'll, I won't get as many clients. And so I just leave it up to, like, another makeup artist and like, I just tie no. in their service I I'll just have, have their to, services tied into mine. You have to think about like because when because say if like I need a photo shoot done, so you're paying like because I'm going to assume because that's what well in this area that's what most photographers um charge like over three hundred. So like you're paying over three hundred dollars for a photo shoot, and then you have to travel somewhere else so that you can do um, get your makeup done. So mm-hmm. you have to put in the time for the travel, the gas, and then getting mm-hmm. the makeup done. If I had a photographer that could do photography and makeup, it's a one-stop shop. Like I'm all about convenience. So mm-hmm. if you're all right there, I would rather. <laughs> just go to you versus traveling and sometimes my time management be off when it comes time to me making my appointments but um (laughs) I would rather you all be right there so that I wouldn't have to worry about traveling or running late or running behind true so that's definitely something you should do true I think there's pros and cons to it like um being able to like network with more makeup artists, that's pretty big too to me. I like networking and like building and like um expanding, like I said. Like if I can meet like a makeup artist in like another city and tie my services and my services into their services and like we collab on like an event or whatever. Yeah, pretty much like yeah. just tying our services together. I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. But also like you said, the one stop shop. I mean, the one-stop shop thing, like the makeup artist and the photographer could be in the same location. It's just a matter of um, the situation. Yeah, that could, that's true. True. Have you thought about that? What? Doing like, like you see, um, because one-stop shops are popping up everywhere and it would be dope to like come into a hair salon where there's like a makeup artist and then there's a photographer in there too with his setup 
I wanted to set up, I like to set up like events. Like I like to do like big events. I'm thinking about doing it in the future, but like right now I'm in Ch- Chicago and um, it's cold. So like, it's hard to network <laughs> with people, especially since I just moved back out here. So like, I'm in like a networking phase, but I want to be able to collab with like a makeup artist, a hairstylist and all of that. But then like, I would have to come out of pocket to get the venue. And I mean, it will be beneficial because like the more people I collab with, the more exposure and the more, recognition we all get so that's that but like i want to yeah. be able to have like a team because like, i know someone like that there's a photographer in um in cali um goes by the name of shot by sham he's in oakland i know he's like a team player when it comes with like the photography makeup thing because he has a, a makeup artist and they're both like like scotty pippen and michael jordan like tag team when it comes to like <laughs> um doing that so that's pretty dope like if i was i have like a, a makeup artist to tag team with like shooting different models and whatever like and just we just charge what we charge and that'd be dope yeah and like it'd be more consistent too because like we'll have more work to post and like the more work you have to post the more the more you post the more engagement and like the more engagement the more recognition the more recognition obviously the more money so that's how i see it exactly that's true i'm becoming more of a travel i guess you could say travel photographer because i want to be able to travel and meet new people and i just charge like um the travel fee of course like i look for like the cheapest flight and then just tie that into my services you could probably do the same thing if you're looking to travel just look up flights and yeah just tie it into your services because i know i booked a flight Someone booked me for a flight and went um photo shoot for Virginia. And once I posted I was gonna be in Virginia, more people wanted to shoot. So that was that. Yeah. It's something I gotta think about because traveling as a makeup artist, that is a lot for me, just because the kit, you got a lot to take. But it is something I know nowadays people do want travel a lot. So mm-hmm. that has been that has been something I have been considering and of course like I traveling is nice so well we've sure. seen different parts of the world that is nice yeah because I, I know you probably know people from all like around the country if you like uh, you make like a post that you're going to be in that area just to see if anybody in that area is interested in shooting or like getting their makeup done that could be like a test yeah. or whatever so this is true something to think about mm-hmm. you have any nightmare stories as a makeup artist i'm pretty sure like everyone has one oh, nightmare stories um there was this there was this um okay <laughs> there was oh so it was when was it this was probably like i was probably two years not because I've been hmm, I can't really remember the time frame I know it was like 2018 I believe so I was I was working in a shop I don't work in a shop anymore but at this time I was working in a shop and so it was around prom time and any makeup artist knows like or anybody knows that prom time is like prom season and wedding season is the top two where you'll be making your most income 
as makeup artists or like anybody in the beauty industry. So um, I was doing, after I was going to get done with my prom clients, I was going to do a birthday party. So a lady had booked me to come to her house so that I can do um, her and her girlfriend's makeup. And I was going to be, that was going to be like at least a good, four or $500 off doing that. So I get a text message from somebody and I ignore it because I like being into with my clients. So I really don't try to be on my phone. So then they call me and they was like, um, check your text message. And so I checked my text message and it was like, makeup artist need you for Cardi B. And so I'm like, I called that number back. So I'm like, what time are you meeting? So they tell me, and of course that conflicts with me going to this lady's house to do her makeup so I reach out to her I let her know and I find her two other makeup artists that are able to help her out well able to provide that service for her because at the time I was a big fan of Cardi B and I wanted to do her makeup so she was coming into the area so she can perform this was like before Bodak Yellow so this was before Cardi she was just on VH1 so mm-hmm. not VH1, but we know where she was on. But mm-hmm. um, this is um, so she had came into town and I did her makeup. So I canceled that lady. And so I can do her makeup because I was such a big fan. So usually so when you do celebrities, you either they shout you out for promo and either you do them for free and they shout you out or you get paid. So at this, it was understood I was supposed to get paid. So um, I finish her makeup. I take my pictures with her. She heads out. And um, her manager, whoever the girl was, was like, um, gosh, she was like, I'll send you your payment through PayPal. Right now we're in a rush. Don't worry. I got you. Um, I won't forget about you. So I'm like, okay. So the end of the night comes and I reach back out and I'm like, I still haven't received the payment. She was like, don't worry. I haven't forget about you. We're still doing da, 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 da. So the next day comes and I still haven't received the payment. I reach back out. She was like, I haven't forget about you, babe. I'm sending the payment. Still no payment. So obviously I'm not going to keep blowing up her phone because I already know what this is by now. Mm -hmm. Granny, I didn't get a shout out or anything. So she basically just like, ran off like I don't know if like Cardi B knew or if this is just something her manager did but at the time when most people see that they have a makeup well if what most makeup artists or some makeup artists may do when they see like a a celebrity is reaching out to them they up their prices I don't do that just because it's a celebrity and I think they have it or I know they have it or whatnot So at the time, my full face was only $50 because this was like 2017, 2018. Makeup Mm -hmm. has changed since then. So Mm -hmm. um, it was only $50. So $50 was only what I was charging her and she couldn't give me that. But what really made me upset was just that I canceled someone so I can do this person and I could have made so much more money. But doing that party that I canceled them because I was such a big fan of Cardi B that I wanted to do her. And it just like, in my head, that really messed me up because it was like, how do you not know that I 
don't need that money. And I mean, essentially, I did need that money because makeup was my only income. But it was more so of like, you can't be out here doing people like that. Like, that's really messed up. So mm. I'm now to this day, I don't cancel people for other people, no matter who they are, just because like that situation messed me up. And then it was also it also put me in like the person's shoes that I canceled on because she's expecting me to come. And like if that was if I booked someone and they canceled me for someone else, like that would make me feel some type of way, too. Like the lady said she was understanding, but you never know how she might have truly felt. So Mm -hmm. I don't cancel people for people anymore just because I know how that feels. It's wrong. And it's just, yeah. But that was mine. That was probably the worst. Other than like brides, because some brides can be a little bridezilla. But Mm -hmm. that Cardi B (laughs) situation was probably the worst. Maybe she'll listen to this one day and send you your money. Bye. I'm <laughs> that'd, be crazy. that'd be crazy, though, right? And he's like, oh, no. Nah. I didn't know that. <laughs> you I sending, hope so. You know, sending you $50. I hope so. You know, sending you $50 <laughs> because, instead of $50. <laughs> I hope so. Because she got some diehard fans. Because I was telling, like, I, when it first happened, I was telling people this story. Because when I um, uploaded it and everything, people were so happy for me. And they was asking how she was. And I was telling them, like, I did not get a good experience. And mm-hmm. um, they was just like, oh, no. She's just, like, she was just having a bad day. You should, like, it's okay. And I'm like, well, dang. Like, y'all must really know her. Like, y'all really don't see no wrong in her. So after that, I was like, I just kept that story to myself because I was just like, you know what? These people, some diehard fans, they don't see her do no wrong or nothing. And Mm-mm. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Now, we, now that we know your nightmare story, what is your, your best moment? Like, mm. one of your moments that was like, this is why I do this. This is why I love doing this. I would say weddings just because I love weddings um just because like I love love so I love to see people come I love to see two people come together to share their lives together but I also love to see people come out and support um people who are doing love and whatnot so weddings are very important to me um, especially if everybody is genuine, if the guests are genuine, if the bridal party is genuine, and if the love that these two people share for each other is genuine as well. So that's what really just keeps me going, just because I know how it's a, it's a, I don't know if men feel <laughs> the same because I'm not a man, but mm. I know as women, that's like our dream to get like married, to have like, the wedding that I do, your man crying down the aisle, stuff like that. <laughs> so I know, like, as a makeup artist, like, I was such a big part of this lady's day um, to provide her this service to make her feel and look beautiful. So that's what really, the weddings are really my favorite, what keeps me going, what make me say, yeah, this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I feel the same because, like, um, <laughs> weddings are tough. Like, it's a lot of pressure because, like, it's like that one 
I don't know if you feel pressure when it comes to weddings, but like it's that one time to capture this moment. Like you, there's no redo. And <laughs> I feel like one is it's also exhausting because you're there all, the whole day for like the yeah the pre like the the prepare like the preparation and then do the wedding and then the after party what they call it the recession I think um yeah there's <laughs> yeah yeah, you get there through the whole time and like it's exhausting but at the same time you don't want to not capture the best moments and this is this is one wedding i did and i feel like i didn't capture it like i didn't i didn't do my best like in my head i owe them a photo shoot they don't know it yet but like when (laughs) the time comes i'm gonna fly to them or whatever and we're going to do a free photo shoot and that's that. <laughs> so, but yeah, what yeah, is this? Yeah. It's tough. They, yeah, they are. Um, when I first started weddings, I had high anxiety of like, cause like you said, it's just this one time. Um, I'm pretty sure it's even worse on like photographers, videographers, um, just because like you really not getting that moment back. At least with me, like if I messed up or something like that, I'm still there to fix something that I changed. With y'all, it's like they can't really replay this moment. Like they can't (laughs) say I do again. So it's like I do understand how much pressure it is on like a photographer, videographer. But it is it is stressful and you are there all day. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of like sometimes they are very bratty and um not understanding and they could care less <laughs> what oh, you, you know, got going on it'd be even crazier because like it'd be like the family members in there like everyone be coming up to you or, i don't know i don't know if they come up to you but like they be coming to me like we want a picture here we want a picture there you want this da, 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 da. it just be so much chaos it's just crazy <laughs> like all right i got you and I, it's not like i could say no it's like my job so like <laughs> One, shoot, they come. Um, so what I start when I first started, that's what I would always say yes because there would be like, because I put all my people on contracts. So on that contract, say if you have a bridal party of seven, including the bride, that means I'm only doing seven. Um, Mm -hmm. back when I first started, I would like say if there'd be the mom of the bride and she would be like, oh, I want my makeup done. And I'd just be like, I would stress myself out trying to fit her in because like for me, I'm preparing myself for this day. So I'm only bringing enough products and stuff for seven people. And in my mind, I'm only doing seven people and I have it timed out for seven people. And like, here's this lady that wants to be number eight. And I would just say yes, but now I say no just because I wasn't mentally prepared to do eight. And (laughs) I've already been here all day and it is stressful. So it's kind of just like, I just started to say no just because I'm tuckered out. (laughs) She wasn't a part of this and it was, it's a lot. How do you like mentally prepare yourself before doing a client? Or is it just like natural at this point? Um, before what I used to do, um, when I first started, I would work the day I would work myself out the day before I would 
possibly do someone in the morning before I head to a wedding. Um, now I don't like working the day before, or if I do work, I cut it off short. Um, I don't do anybody in the morning. Um, I basically just relax the day before I pack everything up so that I won't have to worry about it in the morning. And I'm just, I just want to wind down, relax, just because I know everything is going to be on high the next day. <laughs> so I just relax the yeah. day before. Yeah, my biggest thing is just um, like, I've made mistakes before of not preparing and like, it just doesn't go well. Like, like I never do a photo shoot anymore without having my batteries charged the day before and making sure my memory card is in my camera. There've been times I've left the house without, like with the camera, the battery charged, no memory card. I get to the photo shoot, start shooting. I'm like, oh shit, I ain't got no memory card in here. <laughs> that happened Dang. one time. That happened one time, and this was in San Diego. So I was like, "Can y'all wait right here? I'm gonna run to CVS or something and go buy me a uh, <laughs> a memory card for this camera." <laughs> so I ran to CVS, whatever, and got the the memory card. Came back to do the shoot. Like, good thing these were like like friends. Like they wasn't like too stressed out. Oh, uh, they wasn't too stressed out about it. Yeah, but I was like, "Damn, this is like imagine like stopping what you're doing, having to run somewhere." <laughs> like I literally ran like ran yeah. to my car and it's a hot it was hot that day too I ran to my car ran, <laughs> drove to CVS as fast as I could I'm like I don't care about no speed and ticket right now but I got there <laughs> got everything came back I, I, those are those are times when you just you learn from your lesson you just never make that mistake again that was definitely that turning point right there so oh yeah yeah, definitely prepare, like, get everything ready the night before because, yeah, that one little thing could throw a whole bunch of stuff off. Have you ever forgot anything? Of course. There's, <laughs> I've forgotten. Um, I want to say I forgot my chair um, because what? as a make it, my chair. So when I oh. travel, <laughs> I bring a chair. Yeah, I bring a chair with me. <laughs> Because um, it gets sometimes, most of the time, at the hotel or at the venue, they have like this small, short chair. And I'm going to be hunched over. It's going to hurt my back. And I'm going to be on my feet for 12 plus hours. So I need something tall that's going to not put mm -hmm. too much stress on my back. So there's been times where I forgot my chair. There's been times where I <laughs> forgot like products. Um, as far as like what I didn't used to do before, like I would just bring everything. I would just bring my whole kit and everything. Um, but now what I'm starting to do is I ask for a certain look, what type of look you want. And then I ask um, how many people in your party and pictures of these people so that I can bring products specifically for them. So I won't have mm -hmm. to bring this kit because that kit can be extremely heavy. Like it's like 30 pounds and then you have to bring a chair mm -hmm. huh they don't have like a um like a i know i've seen like makeup kids like in a lug it looks like a luggage is that what you're talking about i can get that one but i have to condense it and like i don't have time well now that's beneficial because now i ask them 
what type of look and who's in your party and stuff like that. But when I first started, it was one of them big metal cases <laughs> that um, that was just, oh no, it just gave, it just gave me too many problems. So that chair you bring, is it like uh, one of those director chairs, the ones that sit up tall? It's, yep, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> that way i don't have to lean over because a lot of times people want to be in their phone anyway so when you're in your phone your head is down and like why is your head down like i need your head to be up so it's kind of <laughs> it's a lot like a barber shop when you try to get a haircut and the head is like down the, the barber be holding the head but <laughs> <laughs> you know as you know before like the dark the barber did when they no. holding the head like because no. like sometimes people sometimes people doze off whatever and like their head be down so like the barber be having to hold the whole thing head like <laughs> but yeah sometimes i, I don't think start doing that. yeah i don't think people know what barbers be going through but i don't think you'll be able to do that because like if you touch like their head their head whatever while you're doing makeup you probably get the makeup on your hand though look I can um hang on to their actual head where their hair is so that they can oh. <laughs> you pull the hair part, out. <laughs> <laughs> not hold it by their hair. But for the <laughs> most part <laughs> for the most part I just tell them put your chin up. Like I try not to be that makeup artist because there are some really like controlling makeup artists that be like no phone. Um, don't be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come in, sit up straight, keep your head straight, or else you can leave. <laughs> I'm not wow. that type of makeup artist because that <laughs> yeah. like that turns people away. Hell but yeah. for the most part, I just tell them, um, can you put your chin up? Like I don't care if you're on your phone, but I mean, just mm-hmm. at least have your phone up to your face, not <laughs> yeah. in your lap. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, what is like some some tips you would give some makeup artists matter of fact what is like your yeah, the key things you pick like you pack with you when you do like a like a makeup job like you say you have your chair you have your kit um, other than like yeah. essentials that that if you forget it's over um well at least the good thing about makeup is that you can pretty much do okay say there was this one time I had, I was beginning and I was just, I, my kit wasn't as big as it is now. Like I didn't have all the shades and stuff. So I didn't have a color dark enough for this female. So I had to mix a dark brown eyeshadow with the foundation that I had just to make it darker. So the good thing about makeup is like if you forget something, you're able to substitute it with something. Like there's been times where I forgot my I don't know how I did that. I forgot my lipstick. So mm. I had to um use concealer and eyeshadow and mix like a pink with a white concealer just so that mm-hmm. I can get like a pink lip. So um that's the good thing about makeup is you can always substitute it with something but whenever I go I always bring my chair I always bring my ring light um Mm -hmm. what else uh obviously the kit but staples would be the chair the ring light and your disposables you always want to bring like your alcohol and um like your lip wands and all that just because you don't want you don't want anybody to come see you for messing up or giving them like herpes <laughs> or something 
for messing up their eye, giving them something. And mm-hmm. um, I would say as long as you have, as long as you have your foundation, because you can even forget your concealer and your foundations will still substitute for a concealer. As long as you have your foundations, your eyeshadows and some powder, some set mm-hmm. powder, that's really your set. I know um, since COVID, like, has it been, like, a struggle doing makeup? Because, like, you always have their mouth exposed or whatever. Like, you can't you can't have them wear a mask while you're doing their makeup. So have you gone through any struggles with that? <laughs> um, I know when COVID first happened, it was bad because that's this is my income. I don't make any – I don't do – I don't have a side job. Like, this is my only job. So – when it first happened, like that, that was the struggle because I didn't have any income. But when we first opened up, it was on and popping. People were, they, people wanted to be outside. Like we were cooped <laughs> up in the house. So people wanted to be outside. So people were coming, like I would ask people what you're doing. Maybe like, girl, I'm not doing nothing. I just want to get out the house. So, and that was a lot of people. So I would be booked from like 7 a.m. because um, what I do, um, I open up at 10. So anything before 10 is an upcharge. And people was booking me from 7 a.m. to like 9 p.m. at night. And mm. they wouldn't be doing anything like and what the pandemic did, it created a whole bunch of content creators as far as like influencers and stuff like that. So these people are also needing makeup done so they can put out, push out some content. So mm-hmm. after pandemic, like people, people really didn't care about <laughs> what, what is COVID because people didn't care. They just wanted mm-hmm. their makeup done. They wanted to feel good because we were so cooped up in the house. They couldn't get their hair done. Mm-hmm. nails done eyebrows done lashes done nothing so at this okay. point they could care less about covid they want to feel pretty <laughs> yeah i never thought about it like that like people still making youtube content they need their uh, makeup done so that's mm-hmm. still that's still essential i didn't know that yeah. i didn't even think about that so like what yeah. are some tips you would give like newly makeup artists that you wish you would have known before you started um don't be afraid to ask questions um there is a lot of people out there who don't want to like give their tips and tricks and stuff like that I'm not Mm -hmm. one so if you ask me I have no problem telling you but Mm -hmm. find like a mentor find someone that is willing to like spread their knowledge so to help you out make life easier for you um, don't be afraid to take classes like I even there's makeup artists that um, I subscribe to their um, teachables like their online classes mm-hmm. so um, always take classes because makeup is forever changing makeup changes like weekly honestly so always subscribe to somebody's um, class uh, what else and always um, always be hip to like the new trends and stuff like that even if you don't like it like it ain't about you (laughs) your clients may like it so always get hip to like the latest trends find a mentor Mm -hmm. get hip to the latest trends and always be be teachable be willing to learn for sure there's always um room for growth and that's what 
I want people to understand about each industry that they pursue. Like, I don't want people to just pursue something for the money, you know? Like, the more passionate you about yeah. something, the more better you are at it, the more good at it you get, and the more people recognize. And that's money. That's like automatic money right there. And it's something you love to do. So people doing stuff out of their lane or, like, just because they want to do it for the money or they see how other people are succeeding at it and it doesn't work for them so they downplay it and like they talk trash about it or whatever it just wasn't for them so people need to do what's for them and find what's for them that's, that could be the yeah. hard part too that, that's the hard part finding what's for you sometimes so yeah because some people some people be some people may never know what be for them shoot i was about to i didn't know what was for me Imagine mm-hmm. if I ended up being a lawyer. I would have been, <laughs> I don't, I would have been unhappy. But I was only um, considering that because I know they make money. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I ended up finding what I was good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's exactly. For. That's exactly why I'm doing this podcast. Like I do these podcasts to like tap into each industry: makeup artists, lash techs, chefs, real estate agents, photographers. Anything, any way you can make money, I want people to learn the good and bad about it, so that if they're considering doing it, they were like, eh, "I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm fit for that, um, that field." So they could just like test the waters through these podcasts, basically what I'm saying. So it kind of yeah. a shortcut. Let's vote because it's definitely needed. Because you really only see like, of course, there are people that um, tell you the bad, but outside looking in you really only see the good but they do be bad going on yeah social media makes everything look good so like people rarely get to see the bad side of it and like they think that's all it's cut out to be the good the good side so Mm -hmm. they go pursue it they go pursue it and then they see the the hard work and everything behind the scenes that actually go into it and like they're like overwhelmed like i wasn't ready for this so (laughs) exactly so you have any um, book recommendations? Mm, book recommendations. Um, Anything like in general. I- it don't gotta be about makeup. Just in general. Um, I always um read like self awareness books. Um, mm-hmm. right now, what book am I reading? It's about um being raised by emotionally immature adults. I think that might be the name of it um but basically it just talks about trauma and like basically how your parents had trauma growing up and how their trauma affects you and how like basically how to fix it how to be aware of it and how like certain things you may feel as though is normal is not normal and how it's affecting you and your adulthood and even your children if you have children but I think it's definitely it's called being raised by emotionally immature parents. I think that's the name of it. Interesting. Um, I'll look that up and put that in the bio of the uh, on the description of this podcast so people can see. Yeah. But um, I want to thank you for coming to do this podcast because I don't know how busy your schedule is and like we don't talk on a regular so I don't know like your everyday life or how busy you are but like taking your time out to do this podcast even though we've never spoke before is pretty um 
it's pretty dope and actually the fact that we've been able to talk this long is pretty dope too so like it's crazy yes thank you for having me and thank you for doing the um podcast for sure for sure i just want people to learn like i said and i'm glad you gave your like truth like your insights of like the good and the bad so people can know but um can you tell people how they can reach you how they can they can find you um you can find me on instagram at look in the mirror it's going to be l-o-o-k the letter n underscore t-h-m-i-r-a-h and then you can also find me find that on my tiktok look in the mirror and um on facebook it's look in the mirror beauty and what else do i have i think that's it yeah that's all my socials right there you have any youtube i do have a youtube but i do need to um i do i only have one video on there i need to get more active but you'll find Mm -hmm. me on youtube at look in the mirror as well okay pretty consistent with that look in the mirror (laughs) yes (laughs) First of all, the name is dope. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> because is. Because my is. name's Amira, and it's like look in the mirror. But um, <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't. When I first started, there wasn't. Of course, like this is just may sound crazy. But when I first was born, I didn't think that there was as many Amira. But now there's like Amira's popping up left and right. So you know, usernames be taken up quick. So mm-hmm. I got to keep that going through <laughs> all yeah. socials. I feel you. It took me a while to find my name and like I stuck with it. Vivid View, that's me. So. Oh yeah, you gotta stick to it so people remember you. How do you, pref- like I know you you gave out your like, social media and everything, but how do you prefer people contact you if they want to book you? Um, If you would like to book me, um, it's best to go through my Instagram because on there you can go through um my booking link, my acuity is on there. And then you can also personally message me on there. So again, my Instagram is look in the mirror. So L O O K, the letter N underscore T H E M I R A H. For sure, for sure. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, yeah. One day we'll get to shoot and then you could be in my next book because that would be, <laughs> I'm going to do another book for like, for the love of Black women. I don't know if anybody caught that on uh, my first book that came out, but it's out there and hopefully we'll shoot and you could be on the next one so i look forward to networking so we could like shoot with you your clients and everything like i said so yeah thank you for having me for sure and you enjoy the rest of your day same to you all right all right that's all for now so if you're still listening i want to thank you for still listening it's been a long podcast i know we went through a lot of topics and we've been talking for a while so if you're still listening at this point i just want to thank you because like i always say time is money so if you can drop a review or rating also on youtube because like and subscribe i'll leave my instagram and youtube link in the description so we can stay in touch and yeah until next time peace